this is Terry Beatley, your host of What If We've Been Wrong? I'm shining light into some dark places so that beauty, goodness, and truth defeat the schemes of the enemy. It's true, people are perishing for lack of knowledge, and we're instructed to have nothing to do with the evil deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. That's what I do on What If We've Been Wrong? Rethink, explore, and uncover some hidden truths so that more people can experience an abundant life and the joy of being set free from the shackles that hold us in prison. Welcome to What If We've Been Wrong. All right, thanks for joining me again on What If We've Been Wrong. Today I'm interviewing Freddie Burgos, and today we're talking about sanctuary cities and why sanctuary cities would be the fall of America. You know, Freddie comes from a very unique perspective. Uh, He grew up 47 years. He's been in Northern Virginia in Fairfax County, which is probably has one of the largest school systems in America. He's a small business owner. Um, He's in the home improvement industry for 28 years. He's been active in in politics. He's a big pro-lifer and he comes from an immigrant family and he is reflecting on what it was like to grow up safe uh, in Fairfax County, Virginia, and now what the threat is with all of these illegal aliens in our country and now with the threat of sanctuary cities. So Freddie, thanks for being on What Have We Been Wrong? Uh, Thank you very much, Terry. I appreciate uh, giving me an opportunity to to share a message of change that our community has been having and and it hasn't been for the better. Well, it hasn't been for the better and that's what we're going to be exploring today. And I think maybe it makes sense to first start with what are we talking about when we use these words sanctuary city? What does that mean? Well, when when those words are are used, you'll you'll find communities uh, that are known for that will have communities that, that have a parallel third world uh, building up uh, and abusing first-generation uh, immig- families, first-generation immigrants, you could say. Uh, and, and it's because it is bringing a, a different type of diversity uh, that uh, that Fairfax County did not have when I was growing up. I, I grew up and uh, in, played, played in, uh, went to school uh, in the late, uh, late 70s, early 80s uh, in Annandale. And uh, it was a diverse community. Uh, mm-hmm. It was people from all over the world that, w- that were in my classrooms. Uh, but it, it, at, at that time, we had, there was a lot, there was law and order. And we had families that had a background where their parents uh, were educated. Parents came here uh, to work professional jobs. And the children uh, as well reflect, kind of reflected that in terms of their behavior. Uh, everyone, it was a well-behaved uh, time, time we will, we also, that was a time when we ha- were able to share uh, the American culture to the people from from different backgrounds, where we used to be able to celebrate uh, Christmas uh, in the classroom. Uh, we used to have Christmas trees in the corner in Fairfax County. That today uh, would would uh, just does not happen anymore, and and then you'll see that the behavior of children have changed. But w- the one thing that has uh, really uh, grab me uh, now has been the fact that there's a families, uh, young children that are being harmed by the uh, current uh, system that's that's been set up because it is it is telling people that you can come into our, our country illegally, 
not only can you come to our country illegally, but if you come to this particular community that will do the least amount of policing possible uh, to, not to bother you, not, not, to, uh, not, to, uh, not to have you uh, put in a, in, a, in a spotlight. But what it actually has done, it actually it, it's been the reverse. Uh, when you have too many people coming from one part of the world uh, with a particular background, specifically when you have a, an, on average, a fifth grade education, uh, you end up bringing uh, not just some good aspects of their culture, but you get a lot of the bad. And right now, right now we're having uh, issues with criminal illegal alien gangs. Because uh, when I was, uh, like I mentioned, growing up, I used to go to a park. It was a very popular park in Annandale uh, called Holmes Run. And I, because I grew up in Annandale for 40 years, so I, I've, I've seen that park develop. Uh, we used to play tackle football. Uh, I used to go play uh, BB gun hunting in the woods. I used to go creek walking uh, with my friends. And, uh, and, and today, I, I presume today parents wouldn't dare let their kids go into the woods by themselves? Is that what it's like now? Because I live out in the country, and so in the country we still do that, but up in Fairfax, I, I mean, is that what it's like? I mean, you wouldn't dare let uh, your boys go into the woods and play because of what they might be running into? I would, I would not want my, want my kids walking in the woods today uh, because of how, how highly populated Fairfax County has become. Mm-hmm. And quite a bit of it, and quite a bit of it, there's, there's a, a, a large thousands upon thousands of uh, illegal aliens that have, uh, that have uh, come, come to this area because the fact that the police has said they will not uh, bother people who are, undocument, who are undocumented. And the police also has said that if you break the law in our community, uh, and, if it's, and if it's not a, a serious crime, which they define what serious crime is, that they will just let you uh, pay the fine or spend the time in the jail, and, and then they will, will release you. Uh, but that has have had great negative consequences where uh, actually people have died from it. Uh, there was a young man from Centerville High School, 17-year-old Matthew Ortega. Uh, he was, back in February, he was, he was murdered, was shot in the chest by a criminal illegal alien young man, another 18-year-old kid, uh, a young man who was arrested the year before for, mm-hmm. for breaking the law. Uh, was arrested, arrested, but he was put on probation, released back onto our streets, and then now, now because of that action, a mother sits at home with her only son, six feet under the ground. Oh my and, goodness! Uh, well, let me ask you: that has Fairfax County? They haven't already officially become a sanctuary city, right? I mean, by name, like some. No, of this- uh, I would call I. I no, they I, they are a sanctuary county. Okay. <laughs> that, right. So, so that? it's it, 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 one of the bigger ones. So, uh, we mm. the Fairfax County is 1.2 million. Let me explain what I mean by that. The the sheriff of Fairfax County back in May on May 23 allowed the expiration of a of a program that that was uh, arranged with ICE to deport criminal legal aliens uh, by holding them an extra 48 hours after uh, a criminal legal alien sentence. Uh, being in jail was over, they were holding for 48 extra hours to make sure that ICE was was had the time to be able to 
grab them and deport them. Right. Now, the, mm -hmm. the current sheriff, Sheriff Kincaid, uh, who was a, who was a liberal Democrat, mm -hmm. uh, who was supported by the liberal uh, Democrats on the Board of Supervisors, uh, decided not to renew that program, and they said that it's not necessary. So, in other words, when a, when a criminal illegal alien uh, uh, finishes uh, is in jail for breaking the law, where, whether it's drunk driving, where, whether it's stealing, and they're, uh, when they finish their sentence, they will release them into our streets. That's, that's an example. Yeah, well, this is the part I don't understand. I mean, I know why the Democrats are so liberal, you know, with the immigration issue, why the Democrats want illegals in the United States. It's for power and ultimately for more votes when these people do finally, you know, have the right to vote. Uh, what I don't understand, though, is their children are as endangered as our children. So it's like, for God's sake, don't you want your kids to be equally as safe as like a Republican wants their kids to be safe. I, I, it, that part makes no sense to me. Now, get, um, Freddie, walk me through your, um, your ethnic background and when your family came over, your grandparents, what, walk us through right. that. Right. Well, my, my, mother and father were, my mother and father were both born and raised in Chile. Okay. And uh, my mother and father uh, brought us, um, uh, my, well, my, my, my father, uh, he, he was able to get a visa, and we were able to immigrate to the United States when I was two months old, I uh, back in 1970. Okay. And uh, so I, we grew up in Anand uh, Arlington uh, for the, my first seven years of my life, and then we moved to Anand Annandale. And that's why, and so, and I've lived in Fairfax County ever since for the last 40 years. And, uh, no, I grew up speaking Spanish at home. I grew up, uh, with, uh, the Chilean culture. Uh, but one thing that my parent, and one reason my parents wanted to come to this country is because they knew this country was, uh, a land of uh, law and order. Mm -hmm. And when you, and which is safety and security and with safety and security, that's where you can actually have opportunity mm -hmm. uh, when you can have you can have that, the opportunity to, to be what you want to be, and and that and we're, me, my brother, my brother and sister and I, we were blessed to grow up in this country, and, and we were, uh, we did exactly what my parents told us to do, which we assimilated uh, to to the culture of this country, mm -hmm. and that which gave us all the opportunities in the world, and uh, and so we're blessed. So we are an example of the American dream because we had a better lifestyle growing up as kids. Uh, better lifestyle than my parents had growing up, mm -hmm. and that's all what and that's all that what parents want. Even for, even other first generation families, that's what they want, whether they're documented or they're illegal aliens. Right. They, uh, the mm -hmm. the ones that are already here, they want to be left alone. They just want to work, and hopefully they'll be able to get a, a piece of the American dream. But the number one victims uh, to this uh, to the criminal illegal alien crime is actually uh, uh, Latinos themselves. The same first-generation families that are undocumented, they're the ones who are being victimized because gang members are, are taking advantage of that and enforcing their kids, kid, families uh, with children, young boys and young girls, to participate in, in crime because they use, they'll bully the family, uh, the, the kids, by saying that we will deport your, we will turn your family over to ICE. Ah, uh, that's what, that was my question. How do they bully these the gang members? How are they gaining access to the children? Is it at school? Is it just right in the communities? Uh, I mean, how, both. Is it, okay. it, 
Yeah, it's both. Once well, once you have ki- kids who are already involved in gangs, uh, the, those kids have recruit the kids in school. And how do they get? And where, where does it originally start? It originally started in the neighborhoods where the kids play basketball. Well, kids play soccer. Kids are hanging out. Uh, they offer the kids a job to make easy money, and to make it their small delivery. Uh, they make the small delivery, and there's and that won't be the last one. And if they don't do the next delivery, uh, they know where your sister lives. They know where your mother and father live, and we will kill them. And the bad thing, the worst thing of all, is that these animals uh, that run these gangs actually follow through what they say they're going to do. This is and so that, sad. So, it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think of the childhood my children had growing up, and it was you know, basically all things. It's a perfect childhood. They didn't have to worry about these kind of things. Uh, and I cannot imagine living in an area where, you know, mom and dad are both working. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to make ends meet trying to get ahead, and their kids are home alone, being exposed and being drawn into these different things, like the gangs. Um, now, let me ask you this. The, was there any kind of a public outcry when this Democrat sheriff in Fairfax County uh, changed the policy? Yeah, there, there was a, a public outcry. The, there's, there's new leadership in Fairfax County uh, with, with the Republican Party. Uh, the the Republican Party of Fair, uh, the Fairfax County Republican Committee uh, elected a new a new chairman. Uh, and this particular chairman, he he he's a conservative, uh, but more more importantly, he's someone uh, who believes that, uh, the only way we can have change in our communities is being actively involved and letting people know what's going on. And uh, you know, there was an action. There was an uh, there was a um, a, sh- a show of force. At a board of supervisors meeting it, uh, that was held all over over a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, a few a few days before the twenty third, a week before of it, uh, before the uh, expiration of the IGSA program or the Intergovernmental Service Agreement program that Fairfax County had with uh, ICE uh, in the jail, and uh, but we're talking to a board of supervisors that all agree, uh, except except for. Uh, Except for uh, one, that uh, that they has to they have to uh, do the maximum uh, the maximum they can do to protect the community. And what the sheriff has decided to do is to do the minimum on protecting uh, uh, people of our community. So, are you saying the board of supervisors they're conservative? That they, they wanted to have this IGSA in place? No, no. In fact, no. The there was a. The Fairfax County Republican Committee, the uh, conservative activists that support that committee, had gone to the a board of supervisors meeting and had had protested uh, the action that of what the sheriff has not decided decided not to renew the program, and that they, they request that they they uh, reinstate to suggest tell the and pressure the sheriff to reinstate it. Okay. And it. and it went to and it went to deaf ears. Uh, no, the the board of supervisors is a is a liberal. It's a liberal committee. Uh, they're, they're they're all elected, uh, but unfortunately, there's not a, a balance a balance in Fairfax County. So you have uh, not, you have uh, ten individuals on the board of supervisors, and and one who's uh, who who typically votes uh, the correct way every time. Right. Uh, and 
but one's not going to be enough. But this, I, I, I come back to the same thing. The, don't they want their children safe? I mean, is the, I mean, obviously they're so sold out to power. That, that part makes no sense to me because I just thought, you know, don't we all love our children equally? We, we all want safe homes, safe neighborhoods, right. our children safe. Let me ask you this, Freddie, because I'm not an immigrant. Uh, well, I guess everybody ultimately is an immigrant to the United States, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yes. Let's see. What What is it like to to have this, you know, Latino background, and where your parents stood in line and they came, they applied to come into the United States, and they did it legally. What are immigrants like that them? How do they feel about just these leaky borders? I mean, that's like cutting in line. It's it's well, as it's more egregious than somebody, you know, you're standing in the grocery store line, there are 15 people in line, you know, and it's like somebody just butts their way right up to the front line. It's not right. It's not fair. It's illegal. It's breaking our laws. And they ought to be, anyway, I believe, just sent right on back to where they came from. But what, what, are, uh, what are your parents saying? Well, my parents are, are 100% uh, in, in the line what you just said. Uh, it is disrespectful. It is uh, a wrong thing to do. Uh, it is disrespectful, like you just said, that people actually take the time to do the right thing, to to comply with the laws of a of a country uh, that is great because they've they've always heard and felt that this is a country that that respects law and order, which respects other, which respects people, mm -hmm. uh, because most of the countries where everybody's coming from don't have that same respect to other people. And what and what we're starting to become is we're starting to become a third world nation. No, and, no, no different. When they pick and choose, what people, mm -hmm. politicians pick and choose, uh, what law to implement, and that's and that's what they do in the third world, and that's what we're starting to become. And with uh, that, and, um, we're going to take a hard break right now. And when we come back, we're going to explore this idea: Could America actually become a third world nation? So stay with us. We'll be right back. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, you're back on What If We've Been Wrong, and I'm interviewing Freddie Burgos, and we're talking about sanctuary cities. And Freddie, you have just uh, set this up with the idea, uh, and I, well, I pose the question, could America actually become a third world nation? And, and we might as well kind of flush out too, who does that benefit? Okay, I know there, this is multifaceted, but, but let's kind of explore that. Is it possible that, that our borders are so leaky and we've had immigration and so little assimilation that it just takes America down? That's exactly the direction uh, that we're going, and it's part of the reason why I, I decided to become uh, active and in, in involved in politics for the last uh, 10 years. 
uh, because I, I noticed uh, it was clear to me that my country was has been changing. And and what I mean going down, going becoming a third world nation is is a nation that that, that does not respect uh, other people, that doesn't respect the individual. Uh, and the way this country has respected the individual uh, has been by re- applying the law, no, ma- no matter who it is, that the law replies to them. Mm-hmm. When we have, when right now we have politicians who are above the law, they they end up destroying emails that that, it, that is against federal law. Yet nothing happens to them. Right, right. But if it happened, but if it, if it was an ordinary uh, employee uh, for the federal government. They would be locked up in jail. Uh, we have uh, you, you, what it would also creates. It creates a a platform for extreme bullying, where the left typically talks about about bullying and and we got to stop uh, people picking other, on other people. But that's what it creates, because what it, what ends up happening it creates a tribalism. Uh, you have come you have parts of uh, of Annandale that uh, there's gangs that are Central American based and typically and typically the number one the biggest one here is one that uh, has a lot of individuals that are from El Salvador wow. and mm-hmm. and that, that that gang is called MS-13 or and uh, they are people who back at home they they control their neighborhoods uh, through threat and force uh, and People uh, that uh, live in those communities, they they live by a different set of rules. They don't live by rules that are voted in. They vote. At, they live by a set of rules that are that are uh, uh, forced upon them uh, based upon who is, is actually leading the gang at that time. And then that's what's happening in in uh, these communities right right now. And that's what I mean by a parallel third world. When you have a a genre. Of people who are not documented, and what I'm talking about, really, on they're 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 hardworking people, they're good people, they're people of Christ. Uh, they have children. They want to have the best for the children. They don't want they don't they don't want to have problems with anybody. They want to stay under the under the radar so that eventually they could possibly uh, be in this country even legally, eventually, uh, by uh, by certain means that uh, that's available. Mm-hmm. But uh, but what ends up happening? They live in fear, and and if you talk about uh, when when you hear about the people talking about living in the shadows, you know, it, it, amnesty is not going to change that living in the shadows. What's going to change? The only way that can ever change if they, if we implement law and order to prevent the the bullies that are controlling in their neighborhoods uh, from from putting pressure upon their children, putting pressure upon them. Uh, and if you truly want, really believe in uh, protecting the, the weakest in our communities, that's the thing to do, is implement the law and order. And you'll see that uh, you'll have, you're going to have less people uh, soliciting at the corners, less people, less people uh, means there's more people are t- having the time to assimilate and people become part of this American culture. They start speaking English mm-hmm. because because when you have less people uh, in your in your neighborhood who speak Spanish, you're going to eventually going to learn English. And that's what happened to to my family and I. We, you know, we grew up in a time where there was there was a Spanish speaking community, but what, it wasn't as big as it is today. Uh, 
so we grew up speaking English. I ended up learning, learning English uh, through, uh, through kindergarten, first grade, second grade. I ended up uh, mastering speaking English. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, watching the, the Brady Bunch and the Little Rascals helped. Uh, but sure, but, uh, <laughs> that helped all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, watching how kids behave uh, is essential. That's why when, as a young uh, boy who spoke English first, watching those shows like the Brady Bunch, like the reruns of the Little Rascals, you actually watch the behavior of children and what they're saying, and then you and then you understand what the words mean. And today, you know, we, we have behavior of children who are out of control because they live in a they see it, they live in a community and a society that says anything goes. Right. And and then and, and then you you'll be then you you shouldn't be surprised when you have uh, seventh seventh and eighth grade little girls selling their bodies uh, after school uh, because if they don't, uh, they threaten to kill their brother. They threaten to kill their mother. Because they know where they live. It's unbelievable and they, and, that it's this bad. And we, you know, language, border, and you know, language, borders, and culture make a nation. You know, language, yeah. border, and culture make a right. nation. And it's like, well, we're losing it on the language part for what you just said. We've got leaky borders, and then you've got all these splintered culture. So, like you said, it's tribalism. So... Do, are, I'm sure you are up on what Donald Trump and you know, the administration and what they're doing. It's my understanding that this is not new, that if, that if illegal aliens crossed our border, they're illegal and they're not going to put the kids in jail with dad or, or mom. I mean, is, is, am I correct on this, that this is not new, that what's been happening on the border? No, it's been it's been that way since the very beginning. Uh, when when some when your parent let's say let's say Terry let's say you go to a bank and you rob a bank, uh, what's going to happen is that you're going to go to jail because you decided to break to break the law and rob the bank. The bank didn't put you in jail. Mm-hmm. The bank did not separate you from your children. Uh, was your decision that 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 created that situation where you're locked up, mm-hmm. and and what they're what the people are trying to do, they're trying to give more rights to illegal illegal aliens uh, than they do to Americans. Because yeah, when exactly. an American breaks the breaks the law, they get arrested. They don't they don't bring their children with them. They're not allowed to bring their child with them and hold them in the in in the cell. It it is absurd, and. And, uh, and, but that's what we've become. We've become where the, the lawbreaker gets more rights than, uh, than those who've, who've been here legally. And it, to me, it's, it, is a, it is an example of, of a third world uh, nation. When, when, law, when uh, the, the law, people who obey the law are looked upon as being something wrong with them. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, that the law, and the lawbreakers are virtuous because... They're, they're somehow, they're, they're the victims. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was written that the Republic, the American Republic, you know, we, we like to say, oh, it's a democracy. No, it's a democratic republic. Uh, but the Republic was made for a moral people, you know? And so 
I mean, you look right now at the Democrat Party and everything they stand for. I mean, I want all of the listeners to, you know, consider this. They're, they're, they're for everything that ultimately will, will collapse America. I mean, you, you literally read the Democrat Party platform. What they are advocates of will collapse a nation. And they, you know, they're trying really hard. <laughs> and now look at what Maxine Waters is. You know, she's now demanding chaos. You know, the whole after the Sarah Sanders thing. And so, right. you know, it's all about stirring the pot, stirring the pot. And then, you know, so, I mean, you think about these MS-13 gang members with orders from Maxine Waters to go do something like that. I mean, if this falls on the ears of MS-13, look at the damage that they could do. So, so what's the answer? I mean, if, if you could sit down with President Trump and people in the administration, uh, what, is you, what would be your solution going forward, the top three things that you would be recommending? Well, the, the top three things is, is this. Uh, right now, we have too many, pe too many uh, people coming into this country uh, from foreign countries. There's just too many coming in at once. And the problem with that is that they end up uh, balkanizing into communities. They end up never speaking English. And and the problem with that is that they're eventually, they're eventually that is a roadblock to progress in the United States when you don't speak the language of the, of the nation. Mm -hmm. uh, as well, it does not uh, create the uh, opportunities for those foreigners because what it happens is when you have so many people coming from that one area all at once that a whole that area is basically transplanted meaning the cult the culture is transplanted here and the problem and a lot of the problems of those nations uh the foreign nations where a lot of people are trying to escape from is their culture there's there's wonderful things that their culture may bring but there's a lot of bad things that that it obviously has because otherwise uh, they will not be wanting to come to the United States. People, you can judge, you can judge a, uh, a country by how people vote with their feet. Mm -hmm. Are people leaving the United States, or people are clamoring and are dying, uh, risking their lives to come to the United States? Exactly. And 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 the and that's what they're doing. So, uh, the the answer is clear: uh, is that the, the the what we need to do to make a change is to is to bring back what made this country the most tolerant. The most civil society of, of mankind, uh, which is what has uh, made Western civilization uh, the, the one of the most civil societies to live in, and that is bringing more more of Jesus Christ back into into the forefront, and then not and not attacking it, but allow people to worship uh, Christ as they used to. Mm -hmm. it, it used to be it used to be the norm to celebrate to celebrate Christmas in schools. It used to be the norm. To even share, uh, to answer those, answer the questions of little children, why do why do Americans celebrate Christmas? Mm -hmm. Now that 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 isn't there anymore, mm -hmm. uh, and and that the the morality that this country brings uh, is one that that draws people to it, and, they, and just a lot of people don't realize that's exactly what has brought people to this country is that morality, uh, the the mosaic law that. Uh, made this country great, uh, meaning law and order. That there's a stability. There's that we don't, that we did not build our nation on sand. We had we built it on a rock, and 
but unfortunately, there's uh, people who are undermining it by dynamiting it, dynamiting the rock. Well, and, and I like to say we, you know, the, the Declaration of Independence gives us the value system for which America must operate. And I, I may have said it on one of the prior, you know, podcasts before, uh, but it's, I think it's worth saying again. I mean, that was the Christian Judeo value system. You know, we can honestly say the country was not based on an atheist worldview. It wasn't based on a Sharia law worldview um, or some other, you know, some other worldview. It was, and, and no apologies. It was based on a Christian Judeo value system. Thus, you know, that's why we know that, okay, it's wrong for, you know, a man or a boy to rape a six-year-old girl. It's wrong because our laws come from, you know, that Christian Judeo Bible. And so that Declaration of Independence gives us that foundation, and then the Constitution was built upon it. And so it's not, it's not our fault that our, our you know, the America was based on a Christian Judeo worldview. And then, you know, I go back to it was made for a moral people. Um, but if people don't have self-control, you know, and if, if God no longer matters to them, because I just, I, I'm just blown away that the people would so sell out the security of their own families for power, for political power, as if that's the most important thing in the world. You know what I mean? Well, they, the, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you, Judeo, the Judeo-Christian uh principle that that uh this country was based upon has been uh looked at uh, today as being looked at as uh, something wrong and uh, and but and, and at the same time when you when you're telling you you're telling me why do these people not even think about their own children when they're making these decisions of power they just feel that they can't happen to them it'll never happen to them this is only it's only happen it's only happening into these uh other neighborhoods Mm -hmm. the, the other the other neighborhood but eventually it eventually it's going to reach it's going to it's going to reach them on their doorstep it's right. going to reach their, their 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 daughter or their son's friends or their or somebody that or a cousin or relative somebody that they know mm -hmm. it, it's just no matter if it's just a matter of when mm -hmm. so let me ask you this with all the illegal okay we've talked about the criminal element of the illegal aliens here and that's one thing and we want them all to go to jail and serve you know many many years and then and then send them back <laughs> right uh, but okay so for the millions of illegal immigrants who are here and they've been working under the radar and they've got families and their kids are in school and uh, what do we do with them I'm not an expert on this issue, so I'm just looking for feedback. Because and, and you're in and among, you know, many of these people. What would be the right thing if you were in Donald Trump's shoes or working? If you were a congressman, what would you be advocating? Well, w what I would be advocating is that we need to know who are these people. We want to know everybody who's here, who is not here legally. Uh, we want to know who they are because we want to we want to weed out uh, the criminals. And, and the problem that we have it was created over the last 40 years uh, through the G uh, Jimmy Carter administration, uh, Ronald Reagan administration, uh, in a, under the influence of the globalist of, of George Bush, uh, Clinton, of course, uh, George Bush again, uh, and as well as uh, Mr. Obama. This has been happening, and it's a, it's a bipartisan, I call it bipartisan stupidity. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's and it's because they ha- they don't they don't come with the mentality of America first. They believe that we're a, a just a state in a global a in a global world and a global city global citizens that we're no different than a, than other nations. But I disagree. I think we're the best, the greatest nation on earth, and that uh, we, we and we need to lead by uh, need to lead by example. Right. Well, uh, so so if you were if you could sit there and advise Donald Trump, oh. so you'd be saying then okay. we go back to you know ideally, but we're running out of time. We've got about thirty seconds left. The top thing. So we want to know who they okay, are. So if you're thing. illegal, come forward and identify who you are because because at the end of the day we want to weed out the criminals. What what else right, would right, we right. be doing? Oh, oh, the number. Well, for one thing, I is that I think there needs to be a na- nationwide registration, and those who register. Uh, will be the the nationwide registration if if they are not have not broken the laws that they could that they could uh, be in this nation without without ever having the right to vote they get to pay they can pay tax they have to pay taxes they have to uh, bring pay back taxes that they haven't paid uh, otherwise they get otherwise they get removed and 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 after, and do that in a certain time period like after, within six months everybody needs to be registered and everyone who is not registered after six months. Immediate deportation, whether you run a red light, or you run a stop sign, or if you're just standing there loitering, uh, if you don't have your an identification, uh, proving that you're not a criminal, that you're going to be deported and be treated as one. Okay, hold think- hold that thought. I, I really want to get into the meat of this. This is quite interesting because I like what you said. And they never have the right to vote. All right, we we will be right back. Stay with us. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multi-nutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Okay, Freddie, was this all for cheap labor? Was that the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal for for globalists, uh, well, there's a couple of different points of view to that. I mean, there's 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 those who who want who want money, and obviously cheap labor uh, is is a one way to make more profit. Uh, but there's also a group of people who truly believe in a, in a society in a world that if we all uh, lived and and acted the same way, that and that these few people can control how you act, that we're going to have a, a a a utopian world. And I uh, disagree. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> well, I do too. <laughs> but now, keep going down our list. So I'm looking at a few other notes I took down. You said if they, if the, if the illegals who, through this registration process, it's discovered that they have committed 
crimes in their country so they would be sent back. No trial, no judges. It's already done. They've already broken the law by coming in illegally. And then break. Then they break the law again by not registering by the uh, by that certain part of that certain period of time. I see. Okay. And and explain one more time to our listeners by being by by being illegally here and trying to stay under the radar. How it actually endangers their family even more because of what the gangs can do. So just walk our listeners through that just real quick, the connection. Because this never gets well, talked about in the media. Yeah. Right, right. When, when, you, when, you have, when you have families that, are, uh, that know that, if, that they're here illegally and that if they were to get caught uh, by, author, uh, by the authorities that they have a chance of being deported. Now, gang, gangs know this. And, they, and what they use, they use it as black, they blackmail their ch- children mm. to participate in crime. By saying that if you don't do do this favor, making this delivery of drugs, mm-hmm. or if you don't if you don't uh, sell your sell your body after school for two hours, uh, that we're gonna tell we're gonna uh, send the authorities to your house and have your fam- your mother and father deported. Uh, th- that's uh, the type of bullying that is created uh, when we don't implement our imp- haven't implemented our laws mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and allow communities to continue and grow and grow and grow and, cr- and create this uh, the same type of uh, third world behavior that uh, these people try to escape from. Right. Okay. Got it. And then how about as an employer, how has this affected, well, you, because I mean, you're a small businessman. How has all this illegal immigration, how has it affected you as an employer when you go out to try to you know, hire? I don't know how many employees you have, but how, how has it affected you? What, how it's affected me? It, it, the the prices of our goods and services have have not grown has have not grown. In fact, it has gone down. The prices of our, of our goods and services to the public, and it's be, and it's because we're trying to compete uh, with businesses that actually hire illegal aliens who work for less. Why do they? Why do they? What I mean by they work for less. Meaning they cost the company less money uh, because they're not they don't have to pay for insurance, they don't have to pay for their taxes uh, as an employer, mm-hmm. uh, and then and at the same time they also can get them to work for less money, uh, and that and that makes it uh, less competitive. And you have business businesses, legitimate businesses, where the owner is actually a, a, an American citizen, uh, has a legitimate license and. But he hires these type of people, mm-hmm. and when when you and and if you're a business owner who doesn't do that, uh, you're in a disadvantage. Sure. Uh, and what has happened? And mm-hmm. what has happened is a lot of a lot of good people ha- have ha- have turned to have turned the wrong direction and, and and have no choice but to break the law, and mm-hmm. and to be able to compete and and uh, by hiring illegal aliens to help, and that and to me. That is that when you have good people become ba- uh, breaking, start breaking the law, because that's where our society has taken us. There's there's something wrong, and not only that, I've also I've also lost hundreds of thousands of dollars to businesses where the actually the actual owner of the business is an illegal alien who is unlicensed, oh, uh, but okay. but they speaking they speak English they they. They uh, do work 
um, and people are influenced by low by low cheap prices. So you get companies that are completely illegal aliens, alien controlled and run, and that's and well, it's hard for it's hard for com- company like myself to compete. So I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in revenue for my family uh, because of because of uh, politicians who believe that that it is uh, it doesn't harm anybody uh, by allowing people to to live among us. Freddie, as a business employer, you know, obviously you're legal, but you're competing against these illegal business owners. So correct me if I'm wrong, they're unable to get any type of insurance. And so if I'm, you know, Sally Sue and I want to go hire somebody to renovate the or change the windows, update the windows in my house or put on a new roof, if that guy falls off the roof onto the ground, breaks his back, what happens then if they're illegal? Do I stand a greater chance of being sued? Well, the, the way the system is set up today, uh, we have my, minorities uh, who are illegal aliens who tend to have more rights than American citizens. So there has been cases where illegal aliens who've been, who've been injured at a, at a job site at someone's home, they end up suing the homeowner for, for their injury. So it's, it, there, it, there's, there's been cases that, that, that homeowners have lost money uh, to illegal aliens, they've mm-hmm. been paid. Have to pay out to them, uh, and and that's and that's part of uh, the, the the one some one thing that it's so important to have a President Trump uh, in in charge for the next eight for the next uh, not only finish off his, these next two years, but then to have another four years right. is so that he puts in judges, federal judges, uh, throughout this country that are going to truly implement the law and not be activists but be people who actually respect law and order because mm-hmm. right now our, our system is so full of activists and, the, and and a lot of people don't realize the the change of our culture has be, has been because of these judges these federal judges that say no you cannot have children pray in school mm-hmm. no you can't have uh, you can't call that program a Christmas decoration program uh, program because you will offend others. These are these are activist judges uh, who who believe that government should tell us how we should uh, how we should how we should worship as opposed to as opposed to letting us worship. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, so that's why it's so important to have a, a a Mr. Trump who's who's been doing a great job putting in new judges and throughout the. Throughout the court system. Well, and, and uh, you know, when the administration, a lot of people don't think about this. When we get a, a new president, that president comes with an administration with thousands of people, and they all have a worldview. Yeah, and if it if it's a Marxist worldview, you know that it's going to be affecting us in multiple different ways, which obviously we've we've been experiencing. Um, okay, so 2018, that's a huge election year for the House and, um, and the Senate, you know, across the nation in a number of different states, and, and Virginia, your home state, my home state. So we have, you know, Tim Kaine, and he's going to be running against, uh, you know, Tim Kaine, the flaming Democrat liberal, running against Corey Stewart. And this is quite interesting because they're both, they're both Catholic. And so um, I, I just think this is going to be the battle of the ideas. But the problem, too, with Corey is the Republican establishment, they don't like him. 
So what is somebody like Corey, what, what do you think his messaging needs to be in order to really attract the, his, the Hispanic market? You know, what, what do you think it needs to be? Well, like you, like you mentioned, uh, that you had mentioned that they're both are Catholic, but really, really, really matters is what pe- how people act and behave. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter what label they have. Um, and Mr. Kane, uh, he's someone who's who supports uh, the, the freedom to to abort babies, to kill babies. Uh, that's why he's supported by Planned Parenthood. All the organizations uh, narrow. Uh, to that supports uh, the the abortion of, of human beings, and uh, so you you have you got to just question people's morality by the way they act. Right. Uh, and, and and Mr. Stewart and Mr. Stewart is someone who's pro hundred percent pro life. Yeah. Uh, and he and, he and he's been proven that as uh, t- has tangible evidence as as a leader in Prince William County. Uh, he's the he's the chairman of Prince William County. He's been a, he's been there since '07. Uh, and he's someone who has tangible evidence of implementing the law. Uh, in fact, uh, he's been he was well known nationally because he implemented the most the strictest uh, uh, policing of, right. a, of a county in in the United States by by uh, arresting uh, illegal aliens who are who have broken the law uh, by let's say they 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 were caught speeding or they had a DWI, uh, if they don't have proper identity, well, like for example, if they were running a stop sign, they don't have identification, government ID, there's 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 suspicion that they could be not legally uh, immigrated to this nation. Right. And, and what they've done, they implemented a system where they would check their background and they find that uh, they're, they're here illegally. They would detain them and hold them for ICE to pick them up and deport them. He had, he has deported over eight thousand criminal illegal aliens, uh, illegal aliens who've broken our laws uh, a second time, not just the one from breaking the law by crossing into the country illegally, right? But breaking other other civil laws, mm-hmm. and uh, so he has the tangible evidence of doing that. Mister Mister Kane has evidence of doing nothing. He has right. since being a senator, he ha- he hasn't done anything. No one can actually say. What have you done for Virginia? Well, Mr. Stewart has tried to keep our community safe, but he can't do that alone. Right. He, exactly. He can't, yep. he can't keep Prince William. What has what has happened in Prince William? A lot of these criminal illegal aliens have uh, have self deported and gone to Fairfax County. Mm-hmm. So we need to have the same same uh, type of enforcing our law in Prince William County, but have that done in in all the counties in Virginia, but not only in Virginia, throughout the United States. Exactly, because he did effectively chase them out of his county. I mean, it, it is a great, <laughs> it really is a great object lesson in the in the effectiveness of law and order. And I don't know how many people he put behind bars, but, but he did do a tremendous amount of chasing the bad people out. I've had conversations with uh, with illegal aliens uh, that are soliciting for work, because there's uh, over uh, in Annandale, over by Hummer Road and Little River Turnpike, if you're not familiar with that, uh, that is an area where there's a 7-Eleven, and, and for a quarter mile down to another plaza, uh, there's over 125 uh, illegal aliens standing there, so that, waiting for, hoping that uh, someone will pick them up for for day labor. Wow. And, and I, I typically go, I, I would go by the 7-Eleven there, because it's near my parents' home. 
Mm-hmm. And I would talk to the talk to the young men that, that are there, and some of them are not they're not young men either. But I would talk to the men there, and I would talk to them, and they and I would get along with them because I speak Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, and I talk to them about things, and they and they recognize me from being the Chilean guy. So I always talk about soccer with them, and and I always rub in house. Chile has done well, and and are defending back-to-back champs in soccer in Latin in in uh, in, mm-hmm. in uh, South America. So they they get a kick out of that, but they open up to me, and I've asked them. Uh, you know how how's business? Because I see a lot of the same faces over and over. Right. And I said, well, let's say you know it's been a little bit slow, and and I ask them why. Well, there's a lot of new people. They're telling me there's a lot more new people coming in. Wow. And and what and what and what's <laughs> happening is when you have a a truck who's looking for help, someone pulls in with a pickup truck and they're asking for a, uh, a, a two people to help uh, for a particular project. Instead of having five people uh, walk up to the truck driver and, uh, and solicit their, their labor, you have 10 to 12 people showing up, rallying around the truck. So the chances of getting that job has gone down for these individuals. And not only that, with these new people coming in, they're more they're desperate, they're hungry, uh, and they don't realize how much it actually costs to live in, in Northern Virginia. And, and they do it for a lot less, and they're suppressing the wages. So, so we uh, so, even have a system now where the illegals are complaining about too many illegals. No, hundred percent. And I asked them, "What do you think?" So, so you're. So what do you? I asked them directly. What do you think for your for your own self interest, for your for your uh, for you to be able to have an opportunity to work, to have a, a good wage, and to be and to be able to eventually not stand here in, in front of the Seven Eleven anymore. Uh, what do you what do you think that we need to do? Well, he said, well, first we need to stop people coming in. And said, <gasps> That's what and, he and said. I, he actually yeah. said that. Wow. Well, many many all of them say that. Whenever I asked him to ask the same question, and I said, and I asked him, well, how do you think we should how do you think we should stop people from coming in? Well, hey, they say, well, Donald Trump's talking about building a wall, and I think he needs to build a wall, and th- that will. That is just common sense. Freddie, would these guys ever be willing to be on video or no? Possibly. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure they'd be able to, if, they, if I were to explain to them, this is for a, document, for a documentary yeah. uh, show, to show that, um, that, you know, that, you're ordin- that you're just an ordinary human being that wants the best. And also realizes that, you know, the, the best thing for a nation, to, uh, a nation, and for the people who actually live here, whether they're documented or undocumented, is is to have more safety and security, and more opportunity to work. Right. And that would and be so worth. Yeah, getting caught on not caught, but being. I mean, they wouldn't have to identify their names or their location. You know. Anyway, I think that would be phenomenal, because coming from an illegal. Teaching, teaching all these Democrats and mushy what it's not even really Democrat Republican thing. I mean, because I think every so many people are confused on what to do, but the illegals are saying that that they need to stop the leaky border. That's incredible. So right, yeah. Well, it's common sense. People want the best for themselves, and they can they can see that when you have too too much coming, I mean, too many people looking for the same job. There's less chances of getting that job. Right. Okay. 
All right, well, that wraps it up, Freddie, for today. Thank you. Thank you for your insight and being willing to share it on what if we've been wrong. And, um, you know, as things progress forward, I'll probably have you back on because I think this is quite interesting, uh, particularly coming from your background and your perspective. So thank you. <laughs>